ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا ما بعد ارحب بكم جميعا اي ويلكم اول اوف يو في الدرس الثاني ذا سيكند كلاس فروم اس ريدين فروم ذيس بوك اباوت ذا حج بريسايسلي ذا بوك تفسير الناسك باحكام المناسك على ضوء الكتاب والسنه والماثور عن الصحابه لفضيله الشيخ عبد المحسن بن عمد بن حمد العباد البدر حفظه الله In the previous class, the Shaykh was first he mentioned in his introduction uh, the great ni'mah that Allah has conferred upon the mankind, the human being and the jinn that he has sent to them the Messenger Muhammad with guidance to, to take them out from the darknesses of shirk, kufr, evil to the light of Islam, Tawheed, and obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he called them to Islam. And Islam is built upon five pillars. And that's what the Shaykh was mentioning. He said that the first pillar is the, to bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah, and that Muhammad is a servant and a messenger, sallallahu alayhi The second pillar is as salat the Shaykh, he highlighted quickly, briefly, the importance of the Salat. And we should be serious by performing the prayers as we are commanded and according to the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, by fulfilling the prayers, conditions, pillars, obligatory elements, and Sunnah. It's very important for us to know that. And after the Salat comes the Zakat, which is there is so many benefits for the Zakat, and also it is a pillar from the pillars of Islam, and for its virtue and nobility and importance, Zakat is coupled with Salat in many ayats, many verses you find Allah mentioned the Salat and mentioned the Zakat with it. After the Zakat. There is Siyam, fasting. It's fasting one month, the month of Ramadan. One month in the year is the month of Ramadan. Qala Shaykh, thumma al-Hajj. Qala Shaykh, thumma al-Hajj, al-ladhi yajibu fi al-umri, maratan wahida. And then Hajj, the fifth pillar from the pillars of Islam, is Hajj. And it is obligatory upon the Muslims once in their lifetime. The salawat five times a day and night. The zakat once a year or whenever that which make a person eligible to pay the zakat. And fasting in a month of Ramadan, one month a year. The hajj 
is once, is obligatory once in a lifetime for those who have the ability to do so. Qala, وَقَدْ كَثُرَتِ الْمُؤَلَّفَاتُ فِي بَيَانِ أَحْكَامِ الْحَجِّ وَالْعَمْرَ مِنَ الْمُتَقَدِّمِينَ وَالْمُتَأَخِرِينَ He says, many are the books that have been compiled in which they explain and display clearly the ahkam, the rulings of Hajj and Umrah. And many are the work from the ulama, the first generations and the contemporary ones. When you look at these books that mention how to perform Hajj and Umrah and all what you need for this, to perform your Hajj and Umrah in accordance with the Sunnah of the Prophet So you find some some work and some books are lengthy, they long, but others are summarized. ومن أنفع المؤلفات المختصرة رسالة شيخنا الشيخ عبد العزيز بن عبد الله بن باز رحمه الله وهي بعنوان التحقيق والإيضاح لكثير من مسائل الحج والعمرة. Then our noble Shaykh, Shaykh Abdul Muhsin al-Badr, he says, and from the most beneficial of all that which has been compiled and written about Hajj, is this very summarized risala of our Shaykh, Abdul Aziz ibn Abdullah ibn Baz, rahimahullah, with unwan al-tahqiq wal-idah, li kathiri min masai al-hajj wal-umra wal-ziyara, على ضوء الكتاب والسنة وقد طبعت هذه رسالة عشرات المرات وترجمت إلى عدة لغات شيخ عبد المحسن said that this رسالة this very summarized work of شيخ بن باز رحمه الله has been printed and published many times tens of times and it's been translated to many languages and that's true. Me personally, I, I see that. Because those who been to Hajj, you will see this. Especially if you start in Medina, if you go to Medina first, and when you take that ride on the bus from Medina going to Mecca, you're going to, right before Mecca, maybe like an hour or 45 minutes, the, the bus, all bus is mandatory. They all of them stop in this area, uh, checkpoint, whatever, and they give you Zamzam for free. They give you bottles in Zamzam, and then they give you food, a pack of food already, has juice, has milk, dates, cookies, and the like. And they ask, where is from? America, English, English. Sometimes it be mixed English and Arabic. English. So whatever they have boxes printed, pile up. You will see them. Pay attention when you the bus stop. You will look to the right. You see pile ups of boxes. Those are boxes of books, food, zamzam, and they will give this the book of Sheikh Ben Baz. It's already already in English. People coming from it Italy, they have it in it it, it Italian. People coming from Sweden, they have it in the Swedish language. People coming from Spain, they have it in Spanish. They give it to them. People coming from Pakistan, they have it in Urdu. People coming from India, so Indian. People Muslims of China, they have it in Chinese. 
from Korea, they have it in Korea, from uh, Kenya, they have it in Swahili, they have it in French, they have it in many languages. So that the people can read and perform this pillar of Islam, which is Hajj, based on knowledge, not just based on going there and and, and spend three weeks or a month and come back as Hajji Fulan. No, it has to be written for the people. They have to do what is right. Now. He says, a lot of people benefit, alhamdulillah, from this, from this work of Sheikh bin Baz, rahimahullah. وكانت طبعته الأولى في عام 63 pay for all the expenses was the king Abdul Aziz rahimahullah وكان rahimahullah بعد ذلك يضيف فيها زيادات وتحقيقات and every year Sheikh Bin Baz will add more to it alhamdulillah more things here and there alhamdulillah وكانت وفاته rahimahullah سنة 2400000 الهجرة and we know that the Sheikh Bin Baz rahimahullah he died in the year 1420 of the Hijra some 14 years ago, rahimahullahu, rahmatan wasa'ah. Then said Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, after he talked to us briefly about this great book of Sheikh Bin Baz, that's another very good book that uh, the Sheikh himself recommend. And if somebody says, so why you're not, we're not reading that which the Sheikh recommend? We did it many times before. That's why, the reason. That's why we're going to read to you some other works, alhamdulillah. قال الشيخ عبد المحسن وقد كنت راغبا منذ زمن في كتابة رسالة في الحج والعمرة. And the Sheikh, because for this, he says, he had the zeal and the intention to write a small book about Hajj and Amra. Long time, he has this idea for a long time. قال وقد يسر الله تحقق هذه الرغبة في هذا العام 28,000 تبصير الناسك بأحكام المناسك على ضوء الكتاب والسنة والمأثور عن الصحابة ثم قال الشيخ وأسأل الله عز وجل أن يتقبل مني هذا العمل ويمن علي بالمثوبة وأن ينفع به طلاب العلم وقاسد بيت الله الحرام وأن يثيب من نشره أو سعى في نشره وأن يوفق المسلمين للفقه في الدين والثبات على الحق إنه سمع مجيب إن الشيخ ميك دعاء أياسك الله سبحانه وتعالى to accept from me this work. And may Allah 
have mercy on the Shaykh and accept his work. He said, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, benefit the students of knowledge and also those who make Hajj from this work. See, pay attention here, he says students of knowledge because studying Hajj is not just for somebody who's going to Hajj. We're Muslims. This is from the pillars of Islam. Whether you make Hajj or you didn't make it, you're not making it this year, you don't have the means, still study in this book. This is from the pillars of Islam. He says, likewise, he makes dua that may Allah reward greatly anyone who participates in disseminating this book. He says, may Allah grant tawfiq to all Muslims to acquire correct understanding in the religion. And may Allah grant the Muslims firmness upon the truth. Indeed, he is the one who hears the supplication. And then the Shaykh has some chapters in here. This chapter after this introduction, the first chapter, Adabu wa akhlaq yakunu alayha nasik fi hajjihi wa umrati. Before the Shaykh now, he's going to get into tell you what to do in Umrah and Hajj, Ihram and all, Tawaf, Sa'i, Jamarat, Arafat, Muzdalifa, Mina, right? Shaving of the head, all that. The Shaykh is going to mention in this chapter a very important advices, etiquettes and manners that every pilgrim should adorn themselves with in their Hajj and Umrah. You're going to make this ibadah, then you have to adorn yourself with some good manners and etiquettes. What are they? Awalan. أَهَمُّ مَا يَجِبُ أَنْ يَكُونَ عَلَيْهِ النَّاسِ فِي حَجِّهِ وَعُمْرَتِهِ أَنْ يُخْلِصَ عَمَلَهُ إِلَّهِ وَأَنْ يَسْلَمَ مِنَ الرِّيَاءِ وَالسُّمْعَةِ لِيَذْفَرَ بِالْأَجْرِ وَالثَّوَابِ فِي حَجِّهِ وَعُمْرَتِهِ You can write them as number one. He says, from the most important of the thing that actually is an obligation also upon the pilgrim, anyone who's performing Hajj and Umrah, that they should have ikhlas in their actions. They should perform Hajj and Umrah and whatever they do sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that those actions should be free from riyah, from showing off. Person does not go to Hajj to show off and then people come back and tell him, oh, Hajji Fulan. Or he bring with him pictures that he was crying while he's making dua in Arafat. Pictures are haram to begin with. Taking pictures is not even permissible. But then, Wallah al-Musta'an, we've seen people in Arafat. they playing, laughing, some of them even smoking, bothering the people. You tell them, go over there. He says, I'm not going. You go there. And then some of those people who they just laughing and bothering others. And all of a the sudden, their shaitan tell them, hey, take a picture. And one of them says, hey, take a picture. And then you see that person crying like this. Humble for the picture. And after the picture, go back to play. And So now what they do? They, they get it with the, with, the, with the phone, iPhone, and send it on Facebook, Twitter. Look, I'm in Arafat. Huh, guys? Okay? Now we don't do these things. We do things for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why the Shaykh says it's very important. You're going to make ibadah. You perform it for Allah, sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because this is what 
get you the great reward for Hajj and Umrah, not just paying uh, for a better package. No. By being sincere, that's one thing. ففي صحيح مسلم الشيخ يجيب بروس فديس ففي صحيح مسلم عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الله تبارك وتعالى أنا أغنى الشركاء عن الشرك من عمل عملا أشرك فيه معي غيري تركته وشركه هذا حديث صحيح مسلم حيث نمبر 7475 on the authority of Abu Huraira رضي الله عنه said that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Hayat Qudsi then I am in no need for partners Therefore whoever does an action And associate anyone In it with me I will leave him And that which he has associated with me It's not accepted ثم قال الشيخ وفي سنن ابن ماجه بإسناد فيه ضعف عن أنس رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال في حجته اللهم حجة لا رياء فيها ولا سمعة وقد أورد الشيخ الألباني رحمه الله في السلسلة الصحيحة ما يعضده ويكون به حسنا لغيره أوصي منشن another proof there is collectible إمام ابن ماجه in his سنن حيث number 2890 However, the chain of narration of this hadith has weakness in it. On the authority of Anas radiallahu anh, that the Prophet sallallahu said, in his, in his hajjah, when he make hajj, the Prophet sallallahu made dua, he said, Oh Allah, this is a hajj that has no riya, no shawaf uh, in it. No riya, no shawaf, and no sum'ah. And then the Shaykh Abdul Muhsin, Hafiz wa ta'ala, said that Imam al-Albani, rahimahullah, mentioned this hadith in a silsila sahihah and he meant number 2617 and he mentioned other narrations that strengthen it in a way that raise it to the level of hasan li ghayrihi instead of being weak so that's the first one that we should remember if we cannot remember all these details just remember number one anyone who wants to make hajj and umrah has to be sincere by performing Hajj and Umrah for Allah, not for Shawaf. Number two, an yajtahid al-hajju fi ma'rifati ahkami al-hajj wa al-umrah liyu'addiyahuma ala basirah. That the hajj, the pilgrim, he has to exert, and she has as well to exert all efforts to learn the regulations of Hajj and Umrah. So that they perform both of them upon knowledge. Upon knowledge. فَيَقْتَنِي مَنْ سَكَنْ فِي ذَلِكَ مَنْ سَكَنْ And a person should get a book from the books of the ulama, of the scholars, that explain the hajj and umrah according to the Qur'an and the sunnah. وَمِنْ أَنْفَعِ مَا يَقْتَنِيهِ مَنْ سَكُوا شَيْخِنَا الشيخ عبد العزيز بن باز رحمه الله الذي تقدم التنويه به قريبا وان يسال اهل العلم عن الشيء قبل فعله حتى لا يقع في الخطا. Then once again the Sheikh says from the most beneficial of all work and books is the book of our beloved Sheikh Abdul Aziz bin Baz رحمه الله that we have mentioned and praised 
earlier. Likewise, a person should ask the people of knowledge before he does anything, before he falls into mistake. Some people don't ask. They fall into the mistake and then they start. Now they want to come and ask. No, the Sheikh says, if you have doubt, you don't know, ask the people of knowledge. Walhamdulillah, may Allah reward the, the government of Saudi Arabia, the, their king and their ulama and students of knowledge, they make themselves available. Alhamdulillah. They make themselves available for the hujjaj in all levels. Since we're talking about now asking the people of knowledge, subhanAllah, there is many students of knowledge and ulama scholars, they are deployed for a couple of months, like a month or so or more before Hajj starts and during the Hajj and after the Hajj. And beside the fact that many of them have jobs, some of them they work, they teach, but still they have to spend another four hours a day and they have different locations. Some teach, like Sheikh Abdul Muhsin, every Hajj, he, he stops his, his classes and he does Hajj. Hajj, whether from Sheikh Bin Ba's book, Sheikh Bin Ba's or his book, or other works, that's what he does. Other than him, in the Haram, they do this. You get out of the Haram, you find little boots. These little boots. Here, over there, over there, around the haram, in a marketplace, here, over there, by the bus station. Whenever they see that there's more people going to be there, they put a booth over there, and the mashayikh and students of knowledge, they take turn. They take turn. They just sit there in a the booth, and people come in the window and ask questions. So if somebody wants to learn, alhamdulillah, the books are available. The ulama and the students of knowledge are there. They have even phone number. Phone numbers and free. The 800 number free. You can call and there is mashayikh just sitting there waiting for your call. To say, a sheikh, can I do this? Is it okay for me to do this? Or do this? I heard this, a sheikh, but I want to know what is right. But some people, they still go and just follow whatever one person tells them or whatever their tribe is upon and the like. ثالثاً أن يحرص في سفره للحج على صحبة الأخيار الذين يستفيد منهم علماً وأدباً. The third etiquette that every pilgrim should adorn themselves with you should be diligent. Now you want to make a hajj, this is a journey. The Sheikh says you have to find the right companions, the right group, righteous people that you make hajj with. Don't just go with anybody. Now you have to look in the area where you work or somewhere. Who are the people who they are upon the sunnah, upon the way of the salaf? Because these are the people that they are concerned. They're going to go and, 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 and perform the hajj according to the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu So because these people, you want to benefit from them both knowledge and etiquette. Knowledge and akhlaq. So once again, it's very important. Some people don't pay attention to this. They're just concerned about what hotel you're going to be in. Is food included? Buffet? What buffet? What airline? Where are you going to stay? And they don't care. They go with Sufis, Hizbis, Ikhwanis, Tablighis. They don't. 
And they go there, now they come back, A'udhu Billah, I went with these people. No, A'udhu Billah, you should say A'udhu Billah before. Now you gotta check before you go with any group, who are these groups? Who's going with them? Sometimes some groups, they, they say, oh, we have the big sheikh going. What sheikh? Ignorant guy. He smokes cigarettes. This is a sheikh. He's fine. Sheikh. Have no manners. People want to talk to him. He says, don't talk to me. Why not can't talk to you? People, you're there. And they, some of them, they give them big money for them to go with the group. A lot. But long time. So anyway. This is what the Shaykh is advising us. You want to go for Hajj? You got to make sure you go with the right people. ففي صحيح البخاري ومسلم عن أبي موسى الأشعري رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال مثل الجليس الصالح والسوء كحامل المسك ونافخ الكير فحامل المسك إما أن يحذيك وإما أن تبتاع منه وإما أن تجد منه ريحا طيبة ونافخ الكير إما أن يحرق ثيابك وإما أن تجد ريحا خبيثة and he mentioned a proof to this point hadith that is in Sayyid al-Bukhari hadith number 5,534 and in Sayyid muslim hadith number 6,692 on the authority of Abi Musa al-Ash'ari radiallahu anhu that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the example of a righteous companion and an evil one is like the example of the person who have the misk, sells the misk. That, that beautiful, nice smelling fragrance. Fragrance. And the evil companion is like the blacksmith, the one who works with, with fire and, and, and plastic and burn stuff. He, and then the Prophet he says, so the one who sells and carry the misk, being around him, what's going to happen to you? Whether he give you a gift, and if he give you something, he's nice. He's giving you some musk. Or you may buy something, and you're still buying something very nice. Or if none of this happen, when you leave, you smell good. People know that you've been around that person. Just been around him, you smell so good. And as for the blacksmith, then being around the person who works on the fire, two things may happen to you. If he doesn't burn your, your clothes, if you stay from that, when you depart him, you smells bad. Smoke and the light. And, Likewise, when you spend time with the righteous people, they give you gifts. They, they advise you. After salah, they give a reminder. They take you to the ulama, yeah? take you to the scholars, they arrange talks with students of knowledge. No? They tell you, no, this is what it is, no, this is bid'ah, this is not, this is not sunnah, he live alone. Even you see a lot of people doing it, but it doesn't, doesn't work like that. They work with qalallah, qalallah, or the sahaba, they were upon. But if you go with the mubtadi'ah, they be taking you to a places that you shouldn't be in. They will be taking you away from the masjid. Just <laughs> go, oh, we go to this cave. We're going to go climb this valley because we heard, well, we don't know, but Prophet ﷺ may be. Why if you're not sure? Why are you taking people there? Keep the people in the masjid. SubhanAllah, we, 
So many times we take the, some of the ulama, we want to arrange talks, and they says, do the talk in the morning, 10 o'clock, 11. Some of them, they says, come after the asr, after you pray at the haram. SubhanAllah, they want us to pray at the haram. So we pray at the haram, we go to them, they give us a talk, and they watch. If it's a half an hour before Maghrib, they like Abu Muhammad. Tell the brothers, I would love to be with them, but it's time to take them back to the haram to pray. They far, they come from far away. They have only a couple of days in Medina. Let them benefit. Pray in the Allahu Akbar. Rabi'an, number four from these etiquettes that are very important. An yakuna ma'ahu fi safarihi ma yahtaju ilayhi min al-mal. Hatta la yahtaja ila ma'indi al-nas. That the person who making hajj, he should have some money with him. Okay, enough. So that he doesn't go and beg and start asking people. Alright? Naam, you gotta take with you enough to get around to if the food is not included in the package, you're not gonna be begging people, can I eat with you? So that you don't need to ask the people for anything. And he mentioned this hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that is collected in Imam al-Bukhari, hadith number 1469, and Sahih Muslim, hadith number 2424. It's easy, 2424. And the authority of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, the Prophet ﷺ said, and whoever is abstinent, Allah SWT will take care of him. And whoever abstains from asking the people, that's good for him. Some people they're like, no, I'm just going to go tawakkul on Allah, ya akhi, Allah is going to feed me. No, the ulama, they said, this is not how we understand tawakkul. You don't just go broke over there and, and keep looking when the people are eating or we are begging. No. It's different sometimes the people, they take money and they lose it. It may happen. That's different. Of course, if you are with the righteous people, they're going to take care of you. But... What the Sheikh is saying, you got to take with you for that journey what you need. And of course, if a person is, has, has uh, uh, responsibilities and bills to pay and family, he should take care of that too. You don't take the rent money and the bills money and go make hajj. No, he has to make sure that beside the money that of hajj, he has, should take care of his family. That they be okay until he comes back. Now he comes back and they're in the street. They have no power, no light, no food. Begging people, can you help? Why, why, where's the brother? Oh, he made hajj, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Now you gotta do what is right. Now, Khamisan, number five, what is from the etiquettes that the pilgrims should adorn themselves with. And yet, bil akhlaq al that the Hajj, ya khwan, you're a Muslim. You're going to make Hajj with the Muslims, with the people. You're going to adorn yourself with the good manners. The excellent manners of Islam. Treat others with good. Now, you treat the people with good. Wa atbi'i sayyata al-hasana 
تمحوها وخالق الناس بخلق حسن عندي حديث لسكولك بإمام الترمذي الحديث الترمذي بإسناد حسن فم أبي ذر رضي الله عنه that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said have taqwa of Allah whenever you may be and follow an evil deed with a good one you will wipe it out and live with the people with a good manners treat the people with good وفي صحيح مسلم حديث نمبر 4776 من حديث عبد الله بن عمر بن العاص حديث نمبر 4776 on the authority of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As 4776 not to be admitted to it and rather be admitted into the Jannah he should die while he believes in Allah on the last day and deal with the people in the same way he loves the people to deal with him that's it what the meaning is that you deal with the people in the same manner you would love for them to deal with you you don't want the people to cheat you, so don't cheat them. You want the people to be nice and kind and just and straight and generous with you, be the same with them as well. And it's very important. Some people, they go for hajj and start fighting and arguing. And they, being arrogant, they always want to be the first one on the bus. They want to be the first one to use the bathroom. They're yelling, pushing, names. Some even steal from the people with them in the room. And they make in hajj. Now you have to have the good manners, ya akhi. Be nice with the Muslims. Because this is what makes your hajj mabroor. By, by doing this ibadat. This is how you get extra reward from Allah. Be nice by opening a door to an elderly. You may go make hajj and you may have in the same room. Because not everybody pay for, uh, I don't know, one room by himself. Sometimes you find yourself... You and four others, some other, you and ten others in one room, sharing one bathroom. So what do you do? You look. If you're the youngest, you're like, subhanAllah, I'm the youngest, man. I gotta be the last one to enter this room, the last one to use the bathroom, inshallah. I'm gonna let my elders go first. And I'm gonna make myself available. If they need anything, food, I'm gonna go get the food. I'm going to carry their luggage to the best of my ability. I'm going to check on them. I'm going to see where they are. I'm going to be patient. But that's how you're going to get extra reward, man. You don't talk loud. If you see some of them sleeping, you go outside and talk and come back. When you open the door nicely, this is the akhlaq of the Muslim. Some people don't care. He's talking on the phone. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Asking about the Yankees, they made it to the playoff in Hajj. And then when somebody tell him, Akhi, Akhi, I pay, you didn't pay for me. Did you pay my package? No. Or I don't tell him anything. I don't do this. 
be nice, be kind, gentle, nice, lower your voice, be nice to the people and the like. Sadi sin number six, and yishtagila bi dhikri wa dua'i wa istighfar, wa yahfada lisanahu illa min al-kalami bil-khayr, wa yishgala waqtahu fima ya'udu alayhi bil-aqib al-hamida fi al-dunya wa al-akhira. The sixth golden benefit and advice from the Shaykh that the person, this is not just for these people who make in Hajj and Umrah, it's for all of us, by the way. But since the Shaykh is addressing those who make in Hajj and Umrah, that the person while on this trip, they should keep busy, busy themselves with the remembrance of Allah. Dua, supplication, istighfar, and they should guard their tongues. Keep quiet and silent, except from that which is good. And utilize your time in that which will bring you benefits in this life and the hereafter. People go there and just start talking about people, criticizing this one and the other, and look at him, look at her, guess what, guess this. People, they will come, they, subhanAllah, you hear stories. Ah, oh, we went to Kentucky Fried Chicken, we got a nice sandwich. Okay, so, what? What's, what's mysterious about this? That is just because they're not remembering Allah. You be hearing stuff and you're like, I can't remember Allah. You know, you ate the sandwich, alhamdulillah, that's okay, but now remember Allah. Aina. Sunday come, Sunday come, oh, mashallah, this, we went to this store. And they, because we don't speak Arabic, they think themselves, they want to like raise the price. We don't even know if that's truthful or not. And they start talking about dunya. And like I said before, words. Some people, they just like, because of this technology now, these iPhones and all that, people, they are over there making hajj, but they still checking sports in here and this, and who made it, who didn't make it, and who's this and who's that. Start talking about that. You remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you ask Allah, make dua, istighfar and the like. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawm al-akhir falyaqul khayran aw liyasmut. In this hadith that is collected by Imam al-Bukhari, hadith number 6,475. And in Sayyid Muslim, hadith number 74, from the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, that the Prophet said, whoever believes in Allah and the last day should say that which is good or be silent. You don't have to keep talking. Be silent is good for you. Shaykh bin Baz says, say what is good. We know what's good. Remembrance of Allah. Tasbih, tahmeed, tahleel. Salat on the Prophet reciting Quran, making dua, teaching, commanding good, forbidding evil. This is good. You got nothing to say? Be quiet. Don't switch the channel to start talking about this and haram and backbiting and criticizing and falling into evil. Remember Allah. If you're tired, go to sleep. Or be quiet, as the Prophet said. Be silent. And also on the other hadith that is collected with Imam al-Bukhari in his hadith, hadith number 6412, ni'matani, Al-Sihha wal-Faraq. Hayyid ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. Hayyid number 6412 in Sahih al-Bukhari. The Prophet said there are two favors of Allah. Many people are not taking advantage of them. They don't use them properly. 
and wisely. Health and free time. When they're healthy, they don't use it to do ibadah. Because when they get sick, they cannot do many things. And when they have free time, instead to say, look, I got some free time, let's do it in ibadah, spend more time in the masjid with my family, with my parents. Now when they become busy, now they couldn't find one minute to do all this. Sabi'an, أَنْ يَحْذَرَ إِذَا أَغَيْرِهِ بِقَوْلٍ أَوْ فِعْلٍ That the pilgrim should be aware and stay away from harming anyone, whether with his tongue or with his actions. And especially in Hajj. Sheikh given this because Hajj, well, there's, there's a lot of people. A lot of people, <coughs> wherever you go, you have to wait. You have to wait for the bus. You have to wait for the for the door to be open. You have to wait for the elevator. You have to wait to eat many things. So, and some people they they come and they don't follow the rules over there. It's many times it happens. You think like here, people just where's the line right here? Yeah, right. People start another line, and on top of that line, people start another line. Then other people come and start another line. And until you're like, what's going on? And then you don't know what's going on yet? No. That's what the Sheikh tells us this. Alright? Keep you cool. Don't harm anybody with your statements. Remember Allah. I give you hints. If you go, for example, a Hajj with the package that the food is not included, because some packages based on how much you pay, they include breakfast and dinner, for example. Buffet. But if you go with a package that the food is not included, I give you a hint to make it easy for you. Try not to manage to eat after the Salat. Because that's where the crowd leave the masjid and they storm everything. For example, you want to eat breakfast? Fajr ends at 5.30, stay in one of the circles of knowledge. Stay there. Remember Allah. Listen. Until sunrise, pray to Rakat, read some Quran. Then by that time you go, you find those people in the store, they just sit and waiting for you. And you think like, man, there's no business. Yeah, right. If you came an hour and a half ago, that's it. You think like the whole world is in there, in that store. But now, alhamdulillah, because you were remembering Allah, Inshallah, you came now, they are all day waiting for you. Same thing, you want to eat lunch after dhuhr, that's a bad, bad time. Bad time. You're going to give it at least one hour or hour and a half or two hours, then you can go, alhamdulillah, now it's same thing between Maghrib and Isha and the like, okay? So, يَحْذَرُ إِذَا أَغَيْرِهِ بِقَوْلٍ أَوْ Sheikh said that the person should be aware of harming anybody, whether with their uh, uh, statements or through their actions. Now, so on this seventh point, on the last one in this etiquette that the pilgrims should observe and adorn themselves with, that you should be not harming anybody else. should be aware of this, that you not dare to harm others, whether through your tongue or through your actions. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimuna min lisanihi wa yadihi 
The Prophet says, the Muslim is the one who the Muslims are safe from his tongue and his hand. And this is very important to remember. So now you find a person, a Muslim, Salafi, Sunnah, but he's cheating people, backbiting them, talking bad about them, harming them. What Islam is this? Is this from Islam? It's not from Islam. This hadith is collected by Imam al-Bukhari, hadith number 10, and Muslim hadith number 64. So Sheikh Allah, ويحذر ويحذر أيضا إذا غيره برائحة الدخان الخبيثة إذا كان قد ابتلي بشربه بل يجب عليه أن يترك شربه ويتوب إلى الله عز وجل من ذلك لأن فيه إدران بالصحة وإداعة للمال. Then the Sheikh gave advice to those people who afflicted with smoke, smoking. He says, for those people who are smoking, they afflicted with it. They should stay away from harming others. He said, keep in mind that it is obligatory upon them to stay away from smoking and to turn to Allah with repentance. Because smoking is haram, is harmful to the health and is a waste of the wealth. Is harmful to the health and a wasteful of the wealth. So the Shaykh says they should leave that, but for those who cannot leave it yet, he gave them advice. He told them, okay, do not harm others. And unfortunately, Akhwan, you see people, Alhamdulillah, some people, yes, Jazaamullah khair, and may Allah reward them, and may Allah make it easy for them to quit. Yes, they go away and smoke. Some, when they see somebody coming by them, they hide it and they go away, a little bit away. Because they, they are afflicted with that. This affliction is a trial for them. Other people, they're arrogant. They smoke right there in a tent in Mina. You can't even sleep. And if you tell them, Akhi, smoke, why smoke? Ah, you are from those Wahhabis. It's haram, huh? Now, not only that he's harming people, he's making fun of the ruling as well. He said, ah, you go outside if you don't like it here. And they are arrogant. Some of them in Arafat, like I told you, with ihram, in ihram. Alhamdulillah, we didn't see nobody smoke yet in tawaf. Alhamdulillah. May Allah protect the Muslims from the harm of these people. But in a bus, they smoking. In a hotel, no smoking, they smoke. Jamarat, they go into Jamarat and they smoking. They finish, they throw the cigarette in there too. Anything. So the Sheikh is giving advice to those people who they may be afflicted with cigarettes and they still smoke, even though he told them that you should leave it alone, this is haram, ask Allah to make it easy for you, but if for whatever reason these people could not get rid of it, they should be aware of harming the people with the smoke. The one they want to smoke, they go somewhere else, away from the people. والآداب الحسن في أحواله كلها ويتأكد ذلك في سفره للحج والعمرة. After bringing these good manners and these good etiquettes, these excellent morals from Islam, the Sheikh says it is incumbent upon every Muslim to adorn themselves with these good manners. Whenever you may be, under any circumstances in your life, but especially on your journey for Hajj and Umrah. 
We have to adorn ourselves with all of these good manners, but especially when you go for Hajj and Umrah. The next chapter we're going to mention Fadlu al-Hajji wal-Umrah. هذا وصلى الله وسلم على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا. By the way, the next class is going to be Saturday too.